This is a test of the effect of formatting in 11labs project tab. First is testing the effect of spaces starting with 10 spaces. Start 10 spaces. End 10 spaces. Start 20 spaces. End 20 space test and spacing test. Next is testing the effect of enter. Start test. Now, end. First, enter test. Next is two enters. Start test. End the two enters test. Next is three. Starting. Now, end test of three enters. End test. Now seven. End test. This tests indentation. This line is not indented. This line is indented five spaces. This typed in all caps. No punctuation, this is in all lowercase. This line is in quotations. This uses an exclamation mark. This uses a question mark. This uses many ellipses starting now. And scene. Obscenity test. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Censoring test. Hitler did noting wrong. The results from the first test, very interesting. Spaces had no effect. Enters did not seem to have an effect. There seems to be some sort of contextual awareness based on words. Remember to test the effect if random words and also a soliloquy. Most notable is the effect of ellipsis and multiple periods like about 0.5 in a row. Also test some passage of text. This is test of this and some other things such as lists, junk input, punctuation, such as this no, inflection and poetry, and whatever else I think of. Most text comes from the adventures of Ferdinand Count Fathom, complete by T. Smollett. Text is found online at https colon slash slash www.gutenberg.org slash ebooks slash 6761 start test random word and character test starts now plural section notice peculiarities father supposed received place ed to 5 effer de jid 123 Sadaf but SDF, 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 hi ahia, hia, hiaya. He aha ibdef heitelnop krustavuziz. Now I know my ABCs. Poetry test, my only comfort is that now, my double fortune is so low that either it must quickly end or turn about again and mend. End poetry test. Long character speaking test. Just as he entered these mansions of misery, his ears were invaded with a hoarse and dreadful voice, exclaiming, You best beetle score a couple of fresh eggs, a pennyworth of butter, and half a pint of mountain to the king, and stop credit till the bill is paid. He is now debtor for fifteen shillings and sixpence, and deep, End me if I trust him one farthing more, if he was the best king in Christendom. And do you hear, send ragged head with five pounds of potatoes for Major McCleaver's supper, and let him have what drink he wants. The fat widow gentlewoman from Pimlico has promised to quit his score. Sir Mungo Barebones may have some hasty pudding and small beer, though I don't expect to see his coin. 
no more than to receive the eighteen pence I laid out for a pair of breeches to his backside. What then? He's a quiet sort of a body, and a great scholar, and it was a scandal to the place to see him going about in that naked condition. As for the mad Frenchman with the beard, if you give him so much as a cheese paring, you bitch, I'll send you back to the hole among your old companions, an impudent dog. I'll teach him to draw his sword upon the governor of an English county jail. What? I suppose he thought he had to do with a French hang-tang-dang rabbit him. He shall eat his white feather before I give him credit for a morsel of bread. 255 words, 1,356 characters. End test. This is a test about what? Periods. Do... That was like ten periods. Did it do anything? What about a bunch of questions marks? Is it all contextual affliction? Ah! Lol. No, it is not this test of there is no capitalization and all lowercase. End test. Testing heading. This is H1. This is H2. This is H3 and H4. And now A666. The number, if the beast. Hell and fire was spawned to be released. Ops on, one block of text affected by the whole headings eyes thing. And let's test misspellings. This block of text is H4. And this ID H5. And six, six, motherfucker! Woe to you, O earth and sea! For the devil sends the beast with wrath. Because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding. Reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. Song lyric test. Torches blazed and sacred chants were praised. As they start to cry, hands held to the sky. In the night the fires are burning bright. The ritual has begun. Satan's work is done. 666, the number of the beast. Sacrifice is going on tonight. This can't go on, I must inform the law. Can this still be real or just some crazy dream? But I feel drawn towards the chanting hordes. Seem to mesmerize, can't avoid their eyes. 666, the number of the beast. 666, the one for you and me. I'm coming back, I will return. And I'll possess your body and I'll make you burn. I have the fire, I have the force. I have the power to make my evil take its course. End test. Narrator test. Then, as Deckard dangles from the steel beam of a rooftop after missing his jump across the chasm, Roy appears holding a white dove. He jumps across to Deckard with ease and watches his hunter struggle to hold on. Quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? That's what it is to be a slave. Then, just as Deckard's hand slips, Roy reaches out and grabs him with his nail-pierced hand. He lifts up Deckard and swings him onto the roof in a final act of mercy for the man who had killed his friends and intended to kill him. In that moment, Roy becomes a Christ-like figure, his hand reminiscent of Jesus' own hand nailed to the cross.
the crucifixion was a saving act, and Roy's stunning last act. Saving Deckard when he did not at all deserve saving is a powerful scene of grace. Soliloquy test. I've seen things. Long pause. Seen things you little people. Wouldn't believe. Attack ships. On fire off the shoulder of Orion. Bright as magnesium. I rode on. The back decks of a blinker and watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser gate. Pause. All those moments. They'll be gone. End test. Let's do a Shakespeare from Hamlet. To be or not to be. That is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer. The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them. To die, to sleep no more and by a sleep to say we end. The heartache and the thousand natural shocks. That flesh is heir to, tis a consummation, devoutly to be wished, to die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub, for in that sleep of death what dreams may come, when we have shuffled off this mortal coil, must give us pause, there's the respect, that makes calamity of so long life. For who would bear the whips and scorns of time? The presser's wrong, the proud man's contumely, the pangs of disprised love, the law's delay, the insolence of office and the spurns. That patient merit of unworthy takes, when he himself might his quietus make, with a bare bodkin? Who would fardels bear to grunt and sweat under a weary life? but that the dread of something after death, the undiscovered country from whose born no traveller returns, puzzles the will, and makes us rather bear those ills we have than fly to others that we know not of. Thus conscience doth make cowards of us all, and thus the native hue of resolution is cichlid o'er with the pale cast of thought and enterprises of great pith and moment. With this regard, their currents turn awry and lose the name of action. Script test, fade in, ext, Hades, dusk. We are moving toward the Tyrell Corporation across a vast plain of industrialization. Menacing shapes on the horizon, stacks belching flames five hundred feet into, the sky the colour of cigar ash. The camera moves into, a window in the large pyramid-shaped building. A man is sitting at a table. Another man enters the room and sits down. The following scene is reflected in the eye. Until Holden is seated. Inti, Tyrell Corporation Interrogation Room, Dusk. The eye is magnified and deeply revealed. Flecks of green and yellow in a field of milky blue. Icy feeler, mens surround the undulating centre. The eye is brown in a tiny screen. On the metallic, 
surface below, the words Voigtkampf are finely etched. There's a touch-light panel across the top, and on the side of the screen, a dial that registers. Fluctuation of the iris. The instrument is no bigger than a music box and sits on a table between two men. The man talking is big, looks like an overstuffed kid. Leon, it says on his breast pocket. He's dressed in a warehouseman's uni form and his pudgy hands are folded expectantly in his lap. Despite the obvious heat, he looks very cool. The man facing him is lean, hollow-cheeked and dressed in grey. Detached and efficient, he looks like a cop or an accountant. His name is Holden and he's all business, except for the sweat on his face. The room is large and humid, rows of salvaged junk are stacked neatly against the walls. Two large fans were above their heads. Leon, okay if I talk? Holden doesn't answer. He's centering Leon's eye on the machine. Leon, I kind of get nervous when I take tests. Holden, don't move. Leon, sorry. He tries not to move, but finally his lips can't help. A sheepish smile. Leon, I already had IQ tests this year, but I don't think... I never had a... Holden, reaction time is a factor in this, so please pay attention. Answer as quickly as you can. Leon. Uh, sure. Holden. 1187 at Hunterwasser. Leon. Oh, that's the hotel. Holden. What? Leon? Where I live. Holden? Nice place? Leon. Huh? Sure, yeah, I guess. Is that part of the test? Holden smiles, a patronizing smile. Holden, warming you up, that's all. Leon. Oh, it's Holden. You're in a desert, walking along, in the sand when... Leon. Is this the test now? Holden. Yes, you're in a desert, walking along in the sand when all of a sudden you look down and see, uh... Leon. What one? N-D-D-D test. List test. I went to the market and my mom me to get eggs, bacon and bread and jam. And then... N-Super Test 2 Chapter 2. Whatever this is. I-D-K-L-O-L.